Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the most professional podcaster, the queen of South Style, and of course, well, the Twitterless heroine, Miranda Morales, your host here with you once again for the Hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Yes, we are back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Are we done? Are you done? Yes, I'm done. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Why not? Why not? Because you just press buttons randomly. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what you. I don't know what you press. And we all know that you have a, a very big button bar addiction that we just don't need to put an intervention together for. But yeah. Just haven't gotten around to it yet. I know. Man, well, I'm being thechairshot.com. Always use your. Head. I mean, I wouldn't have done it until you made such a big deal about the fact that you didn't believe me. Well, of course. That's what you always do. You do something because I make a big deal out of it because I don't trust you. And then you're like, let me know. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh, no, you oh, don't. Oh, yes, I did. I did, You though. do not. No. But I but did, you though. don't. But I did. This is my show. <laughs> I do not get the air horns on my own show. Gregory. Oh, no. You said you were going to use that from like week to week, and then you never used it, and then you just busted it out right no, there. No, we've only had like a few weeks since we've technically been able to use it. That's true. And then we didn't record last week, so. That's true, too. My fault. Yes. Yeah, but no. No, I do not get the air horn on my own show. But you just did. Already already off the rails, because yep. one, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable co-host greg demarco here uh he is you know co-host slash producer so that's why he has all the buttons but still it's an abuse of power uh, yeah it is i can admit that i i'm yeah 100 percent. it yeah. is okay well, i'm not ashamed I'm that, no of course that's no. the problem that's the problem greg you have no shame at all not really oh uh, well, if you want to, you know, see how much shame we neither of us have, go ahead and follow us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. 
No Twitter, because I'm the Twitterless heroine. You can follow Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ShareShotGreg. If you listen to this week's Babyface Heel podcast, you'll learn a little bit about uh, an interesting uh, tweet that uh, Greg DeMarco received directly after he tweeted at someone directly. You'd think that they were correlated, but they're not. That's that's all I'm going to leave it at. So Who knew? Go ahead and listen. Yes. Yeah, so you can listen to the Baby Face Heel podcast. You can follow Greg DeMarco at Chairshot Greg. And you can also follow the Chairshot on social media at Chairshot Media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, also make sure you visit thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, and opinions, sports, entertainment, sports, and entertainment, sports, entertainment. You got it. All of the things. All of the things. All those things. At thechairshot.com. While you're at it, well, you can follow something that we're both involved in, Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW, on social media. Greg, tell them where they, they can find that on social media. Why do I have to tell them? Oh, I know why I have to tell them. Because apparently it's suddenly a bad thing that I'm the promoter of Impact Zone Wrestling. Because Patrick Greg O'Dowd decided Greg that. hates independent wrestling. Because I hate independent Greg wrestling. Yeah, Greg doesn't care about independent wrestling. No, I was just because I, you know, some, you know, Patrick O'Dowd, who I've known for like seventeen years, just decides to throw out at me that that apparently the fact that I'm promoting independent wrestling is on way too many podcasts. So that that's that's why. Well, this is the one where it's actually allowed because we are both part of IZW right. Impact Zone Wrestling. You that's what it is. At He's IZW just jealous. Wrestling AZ. Yes, IZW yeah, Wrestling AZ is is where you can I, find. I mess up the handles. But you got it right this time. Well, yeah, because I'm fine. <laughs> it's at IZW Wrestling AZ. Uh, that's where you can get the link to the tickets. You can see all the show announcements, uh, match announcements, and, and talent announcements that we've had. It's kind of funny. So we just recorded before this, you know, Kayfabe Alert. We recorded Chair Shot Radio for Wednesday morning. During the short recording of Chair Shot Radio, two more ticket orders came through for IZW Regulate. So... It's slim pickings right now, but definitely get those tickets. We've got a lot of great things announced. You know, it's still still you know over uh, almost six weeks away. So we'll talk more about it in the coming weeks. But it's always a good time. We do these events quarterly, four times a year. It's a happening as we talked about on the Babyface Heel podcast to drive home what independent wrestling is and 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 what people will do to be a part of independent wrestling. People literally drive seven hours to come to these events. I don't say that to brag. I'm very proud of it, but that's just the kind of event that we put on. So if you're local, close by, or even are looking for an event that you can go to and have a great time and experience really what independent wrestling is supposed to be about, come on out, check out Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW, and we promise you, you will enjoy yourself. We've literally given out one refund since we started this thing, and that's because of of a COVID issue. So. I think we're doing pretty well uh, on, yes, on those show yeah. events. And we're about to have sellout number four. So come out, be a part of it at IZW Wrestling AZ. You'll love it. And, and you know what? You'll, you'll, yeah, it's, it's my events, whatever. I'm there, but you won't see me. But you'll see Miranda Morales out there holding a microphone, interviewing people and, and being a big yes. part of the event too. So. Yeah, and that's why we tell you, I mean, Greg mentioned it's six weeks ahead of time, but that's because tickets will sell out very soon. Uh, lots of times, you know, you go to an independent show and there's tickets available at the door or tickets are still available even the week of. There are no guarantees. And constantly, Greg will get messages after a show sells out asking for more tickets. So just don't be that person. If you even have an inkling that you feel like you want to go, just buy the tickets. 
go ahead and get your tickets. And, you know, if you aren't able to go, you can give them to a friend, you know, hey, you know, give them to somebody or whatever, you know. At the end of the day, you just don't want to miss out on this show. Regulate May 15th at Sun Studios of Arizona in Tempe, Arizona. Again, a very big stacked card. Match announcements and talent announcements are available on social media. So you'll know who's going to be there. You're going to know about some of the matches that are going to be happening ahead of time. And, you know, it is one of the most popular shows in all of Arizona. So if you're listening to this in a neighboring state as well, California, Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, please feel free, you know, to, to come. We welcome people from outside of Arizona uh, to, to come to these shows. It's a, a great time. And again, it's the one of the best wrestling you know, shows in and really all of Arizona. So make sure you buy your tickets today before they sell out because they will. They will. Speaking. They will. I apologize for, for people who are watching. I'm like, what's Greg doing? Sometimes when I'm recording a podcast, I get a message like the website is down. That's always fun when, when you get those messages when you're recording <laughs> a podcast. So it'll That's be what happens up. when you're the kingpin of the chairshot.com. You yeah. got stuff happening all the time. Yep. It's usually on a Tuesday, just how these things work. How All things happen on Tuesdays. Days. That's just everything happens my on luck. Tuesdays. Yep. Well, before we get into this week's topic, I was going to let our listeners and viewers know that if there is something else you want to buy, well, you can go to Pro Wrestling. Oh, I did it again. I did it's okay. It. It's okay. It works. You you want me to you want me to do it? Me I do just it? want to roll into it. R- r- roll into what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Go. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to purchase your very own chair shot and IZW t-shirt today. Yes, I said both the chair shot and IZW. You can see our lovely gremlin face model here. Uh, was that the word he used? Sorry, I just got distracted. He said rat faced, rat faced troll, ugliest rat and dumbest face. rat faced troll under the bridge of all of Twitter. Yes. You know, he'd been sitting on that one for a while, too. And he used it yes. for me. Oh, man, I'm honored. I know. So really, really honored. Uh, Greg, though, I also don't want to burst your bubble, but I'm pretty sure he says that to all the dudes. I don't think you're that special. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I am, too, damn it. I don't uh, care. I'm not special to MJF. Oh, no. <laughs> what am I going to oh, do? Oh, no. So... You could see the lovely chair shot logo t-shirt that Greg DeMarco is sporting today. You can buy that at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, including uh, multiple always use your head t-shirts and some of the classic t-shirts there, uh, including Second Nerd, uh, Baron Corbin sucks. Uh, So many sucks. Why is this? Why is everything sucking? I don't want. Fucking nerd. It's still a good shirt. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely is. Uh, chair shot worldwide T-shirt, and of course the Save Tag Team Wrestling shirt. You can also buy my shirt, the Queen of Soft Style T-shirt, and Everybody Hates Greg. All at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. If you are not able to attend Impact Zone Wrestling on May fifteenth, but you still want to support IZW, you can buy an IZW T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. There's about 
four different t-shirt designs just for IZW there. So you can have your pick. And not only does that mean you can pick your t-shirt color, but that means you can pick your t-shirt style. And you know what that means? You need to go and get it in soft style because it is the most comfortable. It is the most relaxed. And it is the best style out there. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your chair shot t-shirt today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Hello everyone! Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time! Welcome to WrestleMania! Hey folks, PC Tony here. Make sure you're checking out Mania Madness every Friday afternoon on thechairshot.com. Christopher Platt and a rotating list of guests go through every WrestleMania one six-pack at a time. Check it out every Friday only on the Chairshot Radio Network. So, as you could tell by my fancy t-shirt today, I'm dressed up because it is WrestleMania week. So it is the wrestling Christmas for many fans, the most magical time of year for wrestling fans. The whole shebang, the kitten caboodle, the showcase of the immortals, all of it happening this weekend at WrestleMania. Now, WrestleMania has been announced again to be a two-night show, which for many of us is a blessing. Thank you to the wrestling gods for that. So you have content divided up into two dates. So what we're going to do is really just go over uh, some of our most anticipated matches, maybe some matches that aren't living up to the hype, and we're going to do some quick hit predictions. So we're going to start with night one, numero uno, noche numero uno. And we're going to go through some of the matches here. Now, these are going to be kind of selected at random, but I want to, you know, get my thoughts and Greg's thoughts on maybe some of the buildup and kind of, are we excited for this match? What do we hope to get out of this? Starting the first one, which is kind of one of the more random ones on this card, is the Raw Tag Team Championship match between The New Day and AJ Styles and Omos. Now, Omos has been partnered with AJ Styles as this bodyguard type of role. And, you know, the New Day have recently become tag team champions once again. And so now AJ Styles is going after, you know, the one championship that he hasn't gotten yet, which is for his career a little strange in WWE because he's already been a world champion. He's already been an Intercontinental and a U.S. champion. So in order to get that Grand Slam title, he just needs the tag team championship. However, you cannot, you know, think about tag team champions without the New Day. Um, And this has been a kind of an interesting setup, though, to be honest, this isn't one that I'm going to be, you know, glued to my seat to. I do feel like this is an interesting dynamic to see AJ Styles go into going heading into towards WrestleMania. When we think of AJ Styles, we think of big title matches, big, you know, uh, rivalry programs. Now he's kind of just more in a fun match. Is that a bad thing for this year? I mean, on Twitter, it apparently is because everybody was complaining left and right that AJ Styles is being wasted in this tag team match. But not that Kofi Kingston is, even though he had that WrestleMania moment that we'll never forget. 
WrestleMania 29, Daniel Bryan and Kane, Team Hell No, wrestled against Dolph Ziggler and Big E, and they weren't a tag team. Dolph Ziggler, Big E was Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard, along with AJ Lee. And that was Big E's, I think, his main roster debut uh, in in an actual in-ring capacity was at WrestleMania 29. Very similar to what we're seeing right now. This is the in-ring debut for almost and in, in what he's doing at WrestleMania 37. AJ Styles, since he came into the company, has had a hell of a run. He wrestled Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 32. He wrestled Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 33. He defended the WWE Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania 34. WrestleMania 35, I don't even remember what he did at WrestleMania 35. Randy Orton? I think that he wrestled Randy Orton at WrestleMania yeah. 35. Then at WrestleMania 36, of course, he was the Undertaker's last ever opponent in the Boneyard match. It's okay that he's in a tag team match and, and that he's doing this. It's not okay that they played charades and that was part of your WrestleMania build, although almost got to be the voice of reason. And, and I actually kind of like how they've been using almost during this. AJ Styles, I don't think he was too happy when he first got paired with almost. He even said so much on his Twitch stream. Like, I don't need a bodyguard. I don't need this, but I have a feeling the whole thing's grown on him and, and almost is kind of a, a like, like a baby face. He's a baby face heel in, in, in this. Like he is, he, he's a baby face, but he's a villain. He's a bad guy. And it's been a lot of fun to see him do this. And AJ's going to do a lot of the work along with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. I don't see any problem with this match whatsoever. I yeah, see nothing. I mean, I think it's a it's a fun match. I think it also shows with AJ Styles. I mean, he is that talented where he took maybe more of a quirky storyline and is making it work. Um, and we're still going to yeah. get a fantastic wrestling match that, you know, yeah, he's probably going to be doing a lot of the work. And that's fine. That's AJ He's AJ Styles. Styles. Yes. So, you know, I do love the story a bit about how this is the one championship that's kind of eluded him. And maybe that's where, you know, some of that motivation is going towards. But, you know, this has not as this this doesn't have any right to be as good as it is. Like, it's still kind of cheesy, but it it should feel worse. And I mean, you list the kind of thing you like, right? You like stupid. Yeah. This is oh, I know. Are. I love stupid. I love stupid shit. I but this is also, stupid. like you said, this is the one thing that's eluded him. This is AJ Styles' opportunity to be a Grand Slam champion. So, yeah, has he been Intercontinental Champion? Am I am I completely off? I want to say he has been Intercontinental Champion. Look at look. I'll up. find out. I'll so find I'm pretty out. Pretty sure he was in that whole thing. He did. He he won the he won the tournament, yes. didn't he? To become he, Intercontinental yeah, Champion. Yeah, yeah, he won because yeah. then he won the newer belt too. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, no. I want to say he was in a program with like Jeff Hardy about it. I don't know. Yep, yeah, you're right about that too. He was Intercontinental Champion and United States Champion and WWE Champion. So this will be if he's if he's victorious. I don't want to give away our picks. He would he would complete the Grand Slam. Yes. So let's jump into this steel cage match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. Another strange buildup, as you talked about on the Babyface Teal podcast, started with just Shane McMahon calling Braun Strowman stupid. And we've gotten this far. Now, at this point, too, you knew that there was going to have to be some stipulation in order for Shane McMahon to jump off something. But this, I mean, talk about Christmas time. Shane McMahon is like the Santa Claus of WrestleMania. He only comes around once a year. And when he does, you know, Fans do get excited about what is he going to do next. I mean, that's why they keep on doing this is because fans and, you know, people on social media are always wondering what is Shane going to do this year? You know, I do think 
this is an interesting place for Braun Strowman. It, it is a high high profile match for him. And even though he's been kind of weaving in and out of the title scene for quite some time, I think this is a good place for him to kind of rest in until he can maybe get back into a title picture after WrestleMania. Is the build up to this has been the best? No, it's been stupid and not the good stupid either. They've added the train sound with Braun Strowman I hate that. around. That's it almost as dumb as the birds for Matt Riddle. I was like, is this is this match being sponsored by Nickelodeon? Because why are we having slime and train <laughs> sound? It worked for the NFL. Right? I'm it, be honest about it. Just say like this match is being sponsored by Nickelodeon. It's like, okay, that's great. Then it should be a slime cage match. Then actually I'd be way more excited about it. <laughs> but it's not. So I mean, really, we understand the purpose of this match is for Shane McMahon to jump off something, do something outrageous. But, you know, going back, we won't talk about the predictions yet, but I, you know, this one is, is it's a means to an end. And the end is Shane McMahon just damaging his body going through something. I mean, since Shane came back, he's wrestled The Undertaker. He's wrestled AJ Styles. Um, who else has he wrestled? I don't even remember. 34, he was in the tag team match. Uh, with Daniel Bryan. So Shane McMahon is, is, you know, his appearances have, have done a lot and accomplished a lot. And I'm fine with it. Is it one of the matches that I even really think about headed towards WrestleMania? It really isn't. It's not, but I, I think it's a perfectly fine thing. Like Braun Strowman is, is, is joining impressive category. Um, the Miz also was a big Shane McMahon opponent at WrestleMania and Shane always delivers. And there's nothing wrong with being in the ring with Shane McMahon and I'm fine with that. Steel cage match, though, is very interesting. Only the second steel cage match in WrestleMania history. I think there's been more Hell in a Cell matches. I know there's been at least two than there have been steel cage matches. So um, there's been, oh, there's been at least three Hell in a Cell matches at WrestleMania, now that I think about it. Only the second steel cage match. And it's interesting that it's a steel cage match and not a Hell in a Cell. But we get a cage match at WrestleMania. I think actually a cage match is a perfect utilization of it instead of a Hell in a Cell. Like Hell in a Cell is very much more, and I know as fans, we hold it more sacred. Like you have to have much more of a deeper rivalry and program to justify a Hell in a Cell, even though they haven't always. So I appreciate that they're reserving Hell in a Cell for something a little bit more selective. I will say that every time it's been at WrestleMania, it's been part of that. You had The Undertaker and The Big Boss Man, which... On the surface, people might think, well, that's not a big deal. But it was at the time with the corporation yeah. and the ministry and all that. Triple H and The Undertaker, of course. Yeah. Um, and then The Undertaker, it's always been The Undertaker, and Shane McMahon. And that was a match made yeah. by Vince and and had the storyline reasons behind it as well. So this would not – would be the fourth of those four if, if we yeah. did that in terms of importance. And so I'm glad it's not Hell in a Cell. Now, uh, another program that had – and I think still has a lot of promise, but I think has had some mixed bag reactions is the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair won the Women's Royal Rumble this year. And I mean, I think it was pretty instantaneous. Most fans knew she would be challenging Sasha Banks. It was a much better fit as far as building up uh, to the show. Very kind of just more when you think about it, just big league programs between two women who are fairly similar uh, when it comes to their personalities, their attitudes, um, but also, you know, Bianca Belair trying to really prove herself uh, as the EST of the women's division. And she has to go through the boss, Sasha Banks. Now, 
really over the the almost the past month they've been more in a tag team program uh working to go against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax now that finally broke and we're we're really seeing them one on one so for i think for some fans thinking that this build up is happening a little too late I kind of lean towards that as well. I felt like they should have spent more time building up between them and really trying to establish what makes them unique and different, but also, you know, their motivations and drives. Because at this point, Sasha is now more of an OG. Sasha had been her entire career fighting as this, not underdog, but kind of newer wrestler. Now she's been on, you know, the roster for quite some time, and now she is facing an up-and-comer. I would have loved to see something of, again, a reflection almost of Sasha looking in a mirror of someone who was just like her five, seven years down the road. Someone who took the same path of NXT to get up here. And for Bianca Belair, one of the fastest rises in you know the women's division, though she never became NXT champion, you know, the jump that she made from NXT to SmackDown and then winning the Royal Rumble, I mean, is is huge. So I would have loved more of that of that buildup. Um, but we still are getting some of it. I feel like the mic work has been really, really solid, which is what I think most people expected. And as as you've mentioned before on several podcasts that you think that this should main event night one. So how do you feel as far as all of that anticipation and and build up to that? Does it kind of justify a night one main event or is it just more of kind of the, the history between, you know, these two women and the fact that, you know, this is the biggest women's program in the entire company? I, it's more the latter that you've talked about. It's more the historical purposes. I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade. It's, you, you could have two very talented, but also two African-American women main eventing WrestleMania. And you should do that. And, and they deserve it. They've earned it. It is the most over women's storyline in the company, but that's not saying a ton right now. So that's, that's you know, neither here nor there. This, to me, the build you talked about, Bianca Belair hasn't been on the main roster for even a year yet, technically. And so, because she came out basically at WrestleMania last year is, is when she, you know, joined the main roster and stayed there. And she didn't have the kind of run in NXT that Sasha Banks had. And Sasha Banks was in that historic WrestleMania 32 match that I keep talking about all the time with Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. And look where they all are now. They are the OGs now of this current women's, women's division. This, to me, shows the problem that sometimes we have when the winner of the Royal Rumble makes that decision right away, and then it's like, now what do we do? And for everyone who says that Fastlane is a dumb pay-per-view and we shouldn't have it, I point to this, like, like this needed Fastlane, needed an elimination chamber to build towards WrestleMania. The, the, the go-home show, the go-home Monday Night Raw for uh, WrestleMania only featured a video package involving The Fiend and Randy Orton. This could have benefited from that. Like, this doesn't need as much build as it's almost gotten. Sometimes less is more, and I feel like they've just done too much. And they haven't given Bianca Belair's character, outside of a special on the WWE Network, they haven't given her a ton of depth yet. And she hasn't been there very long to get a ton of depth. And so I don't want to say she won the Royal Rumble too soon, but I almost think that fans are asking her to peak too soon. She's only been on the main roster for a year. She's got a very long career ahead of her. I think everyone complains about the build for this. And kind of my question is, 
what did you want them to do? Like, like what you talked about, what they've done since the tag team pairing fell apart, would have gotten old if we'd been doing it since the end of January. No, you're right. But I feel like exactly what you said, build more depth. And I don't know if yeah. it's more of this solid, like more maybe one-on-one matches, uh, more promo packages. I think, yeah, it promo packages. Yeah. That WWE Untold that they did or whatever it's called um, with Bianca Belair, in all honesty, they should have taken that and broken it up into like seven or eight segments and just played yeah. it week after week after week while neither of them were on television. Yeah. And have and also have comments from Sasha Banks maybe in response to that about how she's going to beat her and just use that to put that depth into Bianca Belair because more people would see it on SmackDown than probably watch it on the WWE Network. And it's a great, well-done show and I, and I loved watching it but it just to me it's it's like they could have built it better but that doesn't mean they would have been on tv all the time and that's you know kind of seems blasphemous for me to say that for fans of both both talents but despite all that this is one of those examples where we'll remember the match more than we remember the build of the match and i still believe that this should close out night one well, I, I agree. I do feel like just because the bill has been less than ideal, it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good match. And I think, if anything, it's going to surprise people on how good of a match it's going to be. So I feel like that's going to be one that people are going to leave stunned. Almost like this, you know, show stealer of night one. I, I could absolutely could. see that happening. It and also has the potential for the opposite. It really does. Because Bianca Belair just hasn't been doing this that long mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. And she's in there with one of the best, and she truly yeah, I was is. Say, but... I trust Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah. I trust her to be able sure. to put something together. That's and I'm sure they've worked on it like crazy. Accentuate Bianca Belair's strengths, literal strengths, and you know, minimize uh, you know whatever that maybe she she is still mm-hmm. working on. So. This will actually prove just how good Sasha Banks yeah. is. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. So the WWE Championship match, talking about lots of buzz, both positive and negative. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Now the buzz around this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who? Who versus Drew McIntyre? Bob Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Bob Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Now the buzz around this has been more around Bob Lashley and the demise of the Hurt Business as of late. Fans, you know. People all over are really upset about this. But when you think about it at the end of the day, you know, think about what the WWE does best. And they're really there to showcase and build up talent. But at the at the top of the peak, there's really only room for one or two people. And that's just the, the way it is. When you think about who they've revolved Monday Night Raw around, it has been around Drew McIntyre. And something that really is a whole year long journey for him has been to win the WWE championship at WrestleMania with a crowd. He had his crowning moment last year with nobody and it just never felt the same. And WWE knew that. So they went through lots of challengers and ultimately through this last chapter here with Bobby Lashley, but also at the same time, they struck gold on one of the most successful factions they've had in years and decide to take it down, take it apart right before one of the biggest nights in all of pro wrestling. And so I think that they could have still kept the Hurt Business together while still accomplishing what they wanted to do with Drew McIntyre. However, when you get over, you get over and you get over too good. Well, 
sometimes that could be a problem. Yeah, and that's, I think, why this happened, because I honestly believe that the Hurt Business would have gotten some cheers at WrestleMania because of just how damn good they've been for the past year. And 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 that's a shame because they don't want Drew McIntyre to not be the overwhelming babyface hero in this match. And who better to do that than Baron Corbin? This is why he is, he's kind of the one who got paired up with Bobby Lashley. He's not in the Hurt Business. But despite all that, I mean, the Hurt Business could have run for years. And maybe they still will. You, you could undo this. It'd be very easy to undo this. It'd be very easy for Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander to win their way back but, in. But at the same way, like, can you undo this? When you, you have lightning on a bottle and, and it kind of falls apart like this, can you get back to that level that they were at? I think you, it'd take time. And I think in, in the, if this goes on for years, it, it's kind of a blip on that storyline. Um, but it's risky. It's not guaranteed. And yeah. and you had I mean, it. everyone loves a reunion, you know. Right. So I mean, like if you build it back up, it's gonna take some time. But people love a reunion. But it was also way too soon to break them up. It was. It, it really was way too soon to break them up. And and I can't. I, I tried really hard, and I'm usually a wait and see guy. And I've tried racked my brain so many ways to try to figure out how this is a good thing, and it's just not. It just ain't. Like there's no way that this is a good thing at all. This was terrible. I feel for. Shelton Benjamin, I really feel for Cedric Alexander. Shelton Benjamin's had a long, storied, successful career. Cedric needed something, and this was the something he needed. And it was getting over, and it was working. And and when they lost the tag team titles to the New Day, we should have known something was up because that was interesting. Um, Did you figure that would have happened at WrestleMania? And, And then when they broke up the Hurt Business, like it's just... It was painful, and, and and the reaction that we saw on social media that time it was justified. Like I just can't think of a way. You got people like Batista who's supposed to go in the Hall of Fame but can't because he's filming a movie. He's out there on Twitter talking about how dumb this is. Like, and MVP and Bobby Lashley literally went to Vince, and I believe that, and maybe I believe it because I want it to be true, and complained about this and tried to campaign for it to, for it not to happen, and it still did. It's just too bad because they were really yeah. good. And and while I think you could bring it back, it's not 100% guaranteed. And you had 100% guaranteed when they were together. So it's an unfortunate byproduct of we got to give Drew and Drew, 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 and that's it. And it mm-hmm. could lead to – I'm surprised. It's just how likable Drew McIntyre is. It could lead to Drew McIntyre's being shoved down our throats level of complaints. Yeah, Roman Reigns syndrome, you know, where mm-hmm. fans feel like – you know, people should have gotten an opportunity or things shouldn't have revolved so much around Drew McIntyre. And it he really is. He's, he really is Scottish John Cena at this point. Yeah. He really is. That's, that's a good analogy. Good and it's not necessarily a bad thing. They need that. No, no, no. It's, they it's, need it's that. not, you know, and they need somebody on Monday Night Raw like that. So uh, well, jumping over to night two. Now I'm late to this party. But I'm still glad I'm here for it. And that's Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. Because this is not an iteration of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens that we have witnessed in quite some time. One, I mean, it's great that we're getting this at WrestleMania. They have such a long history. But I think when we thought we were ever going to get this match, we were going to see a babyface Sammy versus a heel Kevin Owens. And and instead, it's the complete opposite. And this whole conspiracy theory documentary, Sami Zayn, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. 
I don't care. I saw the trailer for his documentary the other day and I was like, I'm sold. I'm done. You know, here's, you know, of course you are. Miranda loves stupid stuff. Like exactly. if I have my own statement, but I think it's great. I think it's helped carry the story in a different way because people have seen this before. We've seen this in NXT. People who follow them on the independents have seen this before. We've seen this on the main roster too. We've seen this before, but not this version. And I can appreciate that we're getting a different version because at the end of the day, you know, they're always going to be in each other's orbits oh, yeah. and they're always going to be around each other. So the best way that you can continue that longevity and continue one of the most storied rivalries in pro wrestling is to have these different personalities and different tones when they face each other. And this whole Sami Zayn equivalent now is hilarious uh, and i think the fact that kevin owens is the voice of reason in this too is you know very uh different but i i love it i i love this i i'm late to this party but i'm i'm on board now i um all credit to Sami Zayn because it's the same kevin owens it's not a different yes. kevin owens his no, his his character is directed towards something different but it's the same Kevin Owens that we've always had. And I don't think Kevin Owens can really change. Like even when Kevin Owens was wearing a suit and doing all that stuff, it was still the same Kevin Owens. Even when he was, you know, in, in doing the, 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 the friendship with Chris Jericho, it's same, same Kevin Owens. And now it's the same Kevin Owens, same Kevin Owens that wrestled Seth Rollins last year, same Kevin Owens now, but Sami Zayn, the guy who everyone thought couldn't make it if, if he wasn't El Generico in, in WWE, he is, one of the most talented people, one of the most talented WWE superstars yeah. in the world. And I say that because it's not about what he can do in the ring. It's about how he can play a character. He's a great wrestler in the ring, but he doesn't even really showcase that right now with this current iteration of Sami Zayn. He wrestles worse now in this current iteration of Sami Zayn because that's what his character should do. And he's killing it. He's absolutely killing it. Killing. And I'm glad he's getting this one-on-one match. I don't even think it needs a stupid celebrity involvement. I really don't. That's just to get more eyeballs, and 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 it will get more eyeballs because yeah. of whichever okay Jake Paul, Logan again, Paul, whoever it is. This version of Sami Zayn that's yeah. that's being teamed up with Logan Paul. It's not you know uh, the the a previous Sami Zayn. It's not NXT Sami Zayn. It is this version that you know draws eccentric, random characters to him, and you know At why, which he should. Why not? If anything, this is perfect, perfect, perfect timing. And it's a showcase that Sami Zayn, this is Sami Zayn's biggest showcase. I mean, he wrestled Daniel Bryan last year at WrestleMania, yes, but it's one of those things that people won't really remember about WrestleMania 36. Um, even though he won, through whatever means he won, but this is, no one wants to think about the feud with him and Bob Lashley. But this is just, this is great. And, and hopefully he'll have opportunities like this again at WrestleMania, but if not, I'm glad he has this one. I really am. Because I was the guy who said we were going to get Kevin Owens versus Goldberg, and I campaigned for that. And I'm glad that I was wrong because this is – these guys will fight forever. They should fight forever. I still remember the moment he turned on him in Ring of Honor. It was beautiful. Talked about all their long careers together, everything they've been through, how much he loved the guy. And then he said, and after all that, I hate your fucking guts and hit him in the head with a chair. And that's why we're here today. And it's just, you know, it's just fantastic. And they will deliver. And that's the one thing about those is once the bell rings, it's going to be great. Yeah. Could steal the show. Uh, 
Absolutely. Well, there's another match that could steal the show, uh, and still gonna. I'm gonna skip over it. I'm like, oh, I did. Oh, God. All right. I was I was going to talk about Seth Rollins and Cesaro because I thought it was on night two, but it's on night one. But real quick, you can talk you know, about it anyway. Who's de- yeah, I mean, someone deserving of this role, someone who fans have been wanting for years to have elevated uh, an elevated program, and it's been perfect with Seth Rollins and Cesaro. So I mean, think about Cesaro having a singles match at WrestleMania. Um, not involved in a Andre, you know, battle royale. Not involved in a ladder match, and he's had a very good buildup with Seth Rollins. This, I feel like, can absolutely steal the show uh, on night one and be something that will catapult Cesaro finally into the next tier. You know, I talked about WrestleMania 29 earlier. Cesaro was the United States champion at WrestleMania 29, and had a backstage segment with Eve Torres. Like that was what he had. There was a match that was cut off the card, and that was um, what Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow versus Brodus Clay and A Train and the Funkadactyls and the Bella Twins. I think it was an eight person tag match, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. That got cut off. Cesaro's match didn't get cut from WrestleMania because he didn't have one, and he was the U.S. champion. And now he finally gets this one-on-one match. You know, uh, you won't find a bigger Cesaro fan than, than me. I have been for the longest time. I'm the one who thought he should have been defending the title on behalf of Brock Lesnar when Brock wasn't around because he was a Paul Heyman guy. And for him to get this opportunity and to get to do it against Seth Rollins, I mean, that's a fantastic. And another what's going to be an amazing match that we get to watch at WrestleMania. And the build has been fine, but it's, the build doesn't matter. When that bell rings, these guys are going to kill it. And you know Cesaro is going to do everything that he can to make sure we remember this match. And I believe, knowing that who Seth Rollins is, not the character, but the guy behind the character, he probably is mm-hmm. going to make it very important to himself to make sure that everyone remembers this match just for Cesaro's sake. Because Cesaro was the guy putting Seth Rollins over when he went into Ring of Honor because Cesaro was there years before Seth Rollins was. So I, I think Seth Rollins is going to be heavily motivated on this show, on this night. So we're going to jump to what will be the main event for night two. It's hard to think not. It won't be. And that's the triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Now, this wasn't something that I thought about right away, but it's come uh, a lot more recently. Um, And this is a main event of three men who you you never thought were going to get into a ring again, especially not against each other. Yeah. It's true. I think I mean, we thought Roman would. I think we I thought. I mean, Roman. yes, Roman. We we thought is especially at this caliber. But Edge and Daniel Bryan, two men who retired. No, they were done. At, and they were done. And now they're fighting for the Universal Championship. It's crazy. Now I do feel like this is also a very different triple threat. I mean, you talk about WrestleMania 30 and oh, yeah. Daniel Bryan earning his way into this. It feels different because it's. It almost feels like. Yeah, at that point, yeah, as was it earned? Yes, but was mm-hmm. is it necessary to have him in here? No, I would have been very happy with an Edge and uh, Roman Reigns feud. Um, Maybe just as it is, I think this makes it better though. I think this is a better match. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. It makes it better. It's it's something that I I could have lived with the main event yeah. as is, but adding Daniel Bryan is a whole other tier. I mean, this pulls at the strings because you have three men fighting for very different reasons for this championship. 
this is what WrestleMania is about. For it me, is. personally. Yeah, you're this, right. This is the caliber. This is the buildup. This is the storytelling. This is the personalities. This is it. So that is yeah. why I'm looking forward to this match, probably more than any other in the all, all in all two nights. Um, because you think about the journey Roman Reigns has been on. This will be the first time ever in a WrestleMania. He probably is not going to be booed. No. When he's actually trying to be a hero. Be a hero. <laughs> he's going to get over. You know? Because like think about it. That's insane. Last time fans saw him live in a building, he was saying goodbye. And then he came back. Oh, no. And then he came back. No, I'm wrong yeah. about that. Because he did come back. And we had the build to WrestleMania last year. And then we had to go to the Performance Center. So, no, I'm wrong. He, he came back with fans. Yeah. Hell, he wrestled I mean, WrestleMania 35. he wasn't 35. really booed last. No. Well, no. Was, it, was he did wrestle at a WrestleMania with people? He did. He wrestled at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. He beat Drew McIntyre, of all people. Yes. And, yes, yeah. so and the match that was supposed to be Dean Ambrose's. Booed. But then Ambrose said he was yeah. leaving. So. But still, like, it, it, there was... So it's not that he wasn't booed at 35, but like this one, it would be real. You know, oh, yeah. like just something about it is going to be different, co- him coming out. Because he's not going to get cheered because he beat leukemia. He's going to get cheered because of who he is as a wrestler yes, and a character. Exactly. And he's all the exactly. things that people hated about him, they're now going to cheer him for. Not acknowledging the fact that you needed to hate him for so long to love him now. And and what's funny is because he's the quote unquote bad guy in all this, but he's just... It's what everyone has wanted from him for so long. So, of course, they're going to cheer it. It's a WrestleMania crowd. Yeah. And they know this. Here's the thing. Everyone loves Roman Reigns right now. Everyone loves Edge because it's Edge and he's back and we never thought we'd see this again. Everybody loves Daniel Bryan. This The WrestleMania crowd has the capacity to just cheer everybody in this match. Yeah. They really do. I mean, it's hard And I hope to. they do. It's hard not to. You know how we get the yay boo sometimes when when somebody does something a yay boo. I hope we just get yay 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 on everything in this match. I think we will. I think they deserve it. That's the best way the fans can hijack this WrestleMania is to cheer for everything in this match. And I don't care. No, I think we all should. I mean this this is this is like a payoff. This is for wrestling fans. Like we talk about you know WrestleMania being Christmas time. Like this is. Christmas Eve, you know, or this is even Christmas Day, depending on, you know, when you open your presents. This is the payoff. This is, you know, the fact that they can build this during the pandemic era is better than, you know, main events they put on with thousands of fans. You know what? With all the, the, the things in front of them. Yeah. I think Christmas is the whole reason we have two nights of WrestleMania. Because some people open their presents on Christmas Eve. And some people open them on Christmas Day. And now we can make everybody happy. By having WrestleMania on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It truly has become the Christmas yeah. of pro wrestling. Yeah. I just Regardless that. of how you celebrate. But but it's literally, you get presents on both days. It, it's, it's so good. That's true. I don't even know what I'm talking about at this point. And I'm not even the one no, who was drinking. You're just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, this is, this is what we're going to just... This is what I'm watching for. You know, a lot yeah. of these matches I'm, I'm very, very excited for and watching. But what I am emotionally invested in is this triple. And you talked about how Daniel Bryan is not the underdog like he has been in the past. It's not the same as WrestleMania 30. And it can't be because WrestleMania 30 happened. That made Daniel Bryan the worldwide megastar that he is now and is why it's okay to insert him in. Despite all the memes about Daniel Bryan getting added to all sorts of situations now, <laughs> I do love which that. have been a lot of fun to that's, see. That's the meme that keeps me 
giving. My favorite one is the Edge and Lita live sex show when they put Daniel Bryan in there doing the yes chant. Uh, um, see, I like, there's one where uh, he's been added to Jericho's uh, interview on the Stone Cold, oh, Stone Cold. podcast. That is fantastic. There's just so many good ones about how Daniel Bryan now ruins everything. And I guess the crazy thing, too, is that the underdog is almost Edge. The person who's been in the business for the longest time is, you know, I I think kind of the de facto underdog. So I think it's, it's, it's fantastic. We are going to do our full WrestleMania card picks in just a second. But before we do that, as Sorry, I'm dealing with the website stuff again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pay some bills. Okay. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, this is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. Everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out. TheChairShot.com Enough is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open the fucking window. Wild card, bitches! All right, to end the show, we are going to be doing some quick hits. We're going to be doing some rapid fire uh, projections, predictions uh, of the WrestleMania card, who we think is going to win. You know, typically in the past, we've done who should win, who will win. Uh, that I mean, we've gone through every iteration of what, uh, you know, WrestleMania predictions could look like, but we're just going to get straight to it. We're going to get into, give you just our honest spur of the moment thoughts, kind of our first reaction to who we think are going to win these matches. So starting off first, we have the tag team turmoil match on night one. The winners of this match will move on to night two to face the Women's Tag Team Champions of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So uh, for the Tag Team Turmoil match, we have the team of Lana, Naomi, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad, and Italia, uh, and Tamina versus Italian Tamina. So out of all those teams, Greg, who do you think will be winning this Tag Team Turmoil match? Lana and Naomi. Mm. So I'm going with. Ah. I'm gonna go with the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna do Italian Tamina. Up next we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Almost wins his first championship in WWE and AJ Styles Ooh. gets his grand slam at WrestleMania. Yes. I'm gonna that's kind of hard. I'm going to go with the New Day, though. I feel like maybe not yet. They're going to, they're not going to pull that trigger yet. Uh, we have Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. I think Cesaro's going to win. I agree. I think Cesaro's and I going think to win. This is one of those moments where Seth Rollins would walk into Vince McMahon's office and be like, no, Cesaro needs to win. If it wasn't booked that way already. And it might yeah. be. And this might be the biggest one of his career. This, this might be as good as it gets. Yeah. I mean, if we were doing who should win, who will win, that. Period. It'd be Cesaro, Cesaro. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the Steel Cage match, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. We all win. It's Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. No, Braun Strowman's going to win. 
I agree. Braun Strowman is is going to win. Should unless win. unless he does something stupid and proves Shane McMahon right and then loses, but I, I think Braun Strowman will win. Yeah, I no need to have Shane McMahon. He no. just jumps off something, loses, and there you go. I don't exactly. even remember the next, the last time Shane actually won a WrestleMania match because it's you don't even care. You just care about the moment, not about the end. He beat the Miz. He did beat the Miz, but yes. we didn't see it. Like, yeah, remember but, the pinfall took yeah. place in the rubble? Yeah, and it was like, oh, we all thought the Miz won. They were like Shane McMahon. We're like, huh? What? Yeah. So That's weird. Uh. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Unless they are as stupid as the internet says they are, this will be Bad Bunny and Damian Priest yes. winning. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest all the way. Absolutely. Period. Uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks. Yeah. I just, you know, I think it's just too, too soon. You know, uh, I feel like Bianca Belair is going to be a future SmackDown Women's Champion. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, but the reign of Sasha Banks will. Continue. I think. Yeah, I think she deserves to win this match. Yeah. Uh, the WWE Championship match: Bobby Lashley, Bob Lashley, versus Drew McIntyre. If we were doing the who should win, who will win? I'd say that Bob should win, but Drew will win. Yeah. You know, they they didn't do all of this for nothing. No. Nope. And and I guess in some ways I don't want the hurt business to break up to be in vain. You know, do pull pull the trigger, have Drew win, and then let's start building what's, the blocks back for the hurt business. What's really sad is that when Drew McIntyre has his hand raised at WrestleMania and he's holding the belt, I'm gonna be like, Was this worth it? Was it? I'll, I'm gonna look yeah, at a picture of the hurt business and be like, "Was it worth it? It better have been worth it because I can't this believe you broke up the hurt business. It. Exactly. This better be worth it." Exactly. All right, night two, we have the United States Championship match: uh, Riddle versus Sheamus. Sheamus. I'm gonna say Riddle. I think they're gonna keep the belt on him. He got birds off know. his feet now. Like I don't even know. I. I don't know. They invest so much time in his. Do you think he writes his own lines or like the writing team's like, hey, I, here's what you're going to say, which is incoherent shit? I think he has some influence on his lines. <laughs> I do. Wrestling is a, a lot of them do, supposedly now. Like the promos aren't as scripted as people think they are, supposedly, yeah. right now. Wrestling is an art form. Up next, the Intercontinental Championship is on the line against uh, Big E versus Apollo Crews. This is one of the matches that I'm actually very excited about and have really enjoyed the build for. I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I love this yeah. match and, and love everything they're doing. At this point, this is one of those things where you've booked yourself into a corner. Apollo has to win. Yeah. See, I'm more leaning towards E, but I know exactly what you mean. I love this new side of yeah. Apollo Crews. He's just lost to him so many times that yeah. if he loses now, I don't know where you can go from here, and he's yeah. got to win. Yeah. That's why I, I, I see what Paul. you mean. I'm, I would still love E to, to remain as an Intercontinental Champion. You know, this is a, such a big milestone for him. I don't uh, – in some ways, I don't know if Apollo really loses anything by losing, but I do think that you don't progress this new character if he doesn't really start winning. And he just and keeps he's losing. Winning. He's yeah. lost to Biggie so many times. Yeah. It's a hard one. I, it I'm going to lean with Biggie, but I 
that's just more of that's one of the i think that's one of the hardest matches to pick on the whole card yeah i agree that and sasha versus bianca are two of the hardest matches yes i agree Sami Zayn with logan paul versus kevin owens i'm gonna go with Sami Zayn. he's gonna find some way to pull it off i i think man this is a hard one i feel like it's the pinnacle of like him finally feeling like he's justified that he's right he's been right all along yeah um, I, I feel like you talk about a payoff. This is the payoff of all of the conspiracy theories and the craziness and, you know, the paranoia. You kind of need to have a payoff. So, uh, The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Um, The Fiend. Right? I mean... Who will magically probably not be the burnt version of the fiend anymore? That's just what we do. But yeah, magic. It's magic. It's magic. I would have loved a Firefly Funhouse iteration of this, just because of you know how well it was put off last week, last year. Yeah. Um, Not to say that it would be the same exact one, but you know, I could see something where the fiend pulls Randy Orton under the ring, and we go to a Firefly Funhouse thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they come out and finish the match. It's like in Stranger Things, the Upside Down. Yeah. Like you can't... I say, yeah, like I've ever watched a show and I haven't, but... Oh my gosh, you just... Yeah, but it's the Upside Down. Um, We'll just call it that. uh, uh, Yes. Absolutely agree with you, 100%. I I, I can't can't disagree at all. Dave, it's me, Dave. But the the reason why is because you can't do cinematic with all... Like like the fans would feel cheated. That's the yeah. that's the you no, know you cinematic can. matches yeah. are amazing, but if you have fans, are you cheating them out of a match? But I think there's a way, and with the Fiend's character, you could do it where he pulls them under the ring. Now we're in the fun house. Now we got Bray Wyatt, and maybe he even maybe Burnt Fiend pulls him under the ring, and then Unburnt Fiend is the one who comes out with him, Ooh. and that's how we get back to Unburnt Fiend. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna go bold prediction. That will happen. He will somehow okay. we will get a Firefly Funhouse element to this match. Yeah. A Greg DeMarco Bull prediction. We haven't had one of those in quite some time. There you go. Very, very interesting. Uh, So let's jump. So based off of the predictions we made for night one, the women's tag team championship match, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the winners from night one. So in your case, that's Lana and Naomi versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Who would you have? I am going to go with Lana and Naomi. They'll probably lose him at the Raw after Mania, but I'm going to go with Lana and Naomi. Uh, with me, so I had uh, Tamina and Natalia. Uh, I would kind of do the same. I Almost exactly that. They would yeah. win it just to lose them. Just to lose them. The next yeah. night. Yep. Yeah. I think if actually Lana and Naomi won, they would hold on to it for a little bit longer. Maybe. Um, like probably a month or, or two. And maybe that's how we maybe get to Billy Kay and Carmella. Maybe that's a longer term thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're not in this. Maybe. Uh, let's look at the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I'm going to say Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Even though she I just arrived, gonna, based on what yeah. happened last year, I'm going to say Rhea Ripley. Yeah. I mean, Asuka's had that championship now since Money in the Bank. Um, and you have to kind of change things up. 
you yeah. know, whether she holds on to that title for a while. It could be also a case of setting it up so, you know, LOL, Charlotte wins that belt again. Um, and we Probably. go back to Charlotte versus Rhea because that was a great program in and of itself. Um, and eventually all roads lead to Charlotte, though she may not be on the card this year. They're going to be setting it up for something in the future. So, And, I, you know, oh. I... It's crazy to think if you believe the internet rumors that this would have been Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. And instead we get Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. I'm I'll happy with that. Me too. hundred um, percent. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that card subject to change. Thank you, God. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then last but not least, we do have the universal championship match. Uh, Roman Reigns defending the universal championship versus Ed versus Daniel Bryan. I am sorry. Gosh, no, no, no. I, I'm going to say I'm leaning more towards Roman. I mean, in some ways, when you think about a triple threat match, it's it's there probably for someone to get the pin, uh, someone else to get the pin outside of the champion. But man, it makes it so hard to think about anyone else being universal champion outside of Roman Reigns. I just, it's a very hard thing for me to to believe. Not that neither Edge or Daniel Bryan could be. Uh, you know, champion. If anything, if I were to kind of have a second bet, it would be Edge. It would be such a big deal for him to come back to SmackDown with that championship, uh, especially after a long absence. And really with all the years that he spent on SmackDown, making it what it was. Uh, but I feel like this build up, this ride of Roman Reigns is just too good to stop right now. I promise I wasn't, te- I was texting about the website. I wasn't just trying to be last to go in this one. Ever since this whole, the whole thing first started, and uh, my gut instinct has been Daniel Bryan. Mm. And I'm going with Daniel Bryan to win this match. I think they want to end. You want the Drew McIntyre moment, but you also want 25,000 people, which couldn't be the 45 they wanted originally, chanting yes, along with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 37. Probably over Edge. Like, Edge might be there to be the fall guy at this point, which is kind of yeah. hilarious since he won the Royal Rumble, because it ain't going to be Roman. And I think Roman gets it back pretty quickly. And I think this is just, this is where I differ from so many wrestling fans. If Roman Reigns were to walk into WrestleMania 38 as the Universal Champion, having lost this belt at WrestleMania 37 and won it right back, I'd still think of his run being the whole time he was like, like, there's something to be said. It happens in UFC all the time. Champion loses tight championship, gets caught, something happens. And then wins it back. And that legitimizes them still as champion. I'm okay with that. And I think that you want the moment of Daniel Bryan one more time. And Roman will get his. And Roman will probably still walk into WrestleMania 38 as champion in Dallas. And then walk into WrestleMania 39 to wrestle The Rock in Hollywood. So Roman will be fine. I think this is a big Daniel Bryan moment. And I think they're cashing in on something they know will work. And they know will get the reaction they want. And then Roman wins it back probably at the next pay-per-view. Well, those are our predictions for WrestleMania 37. Make sure you stay tuned because we will be back letting you know our thoughts on everything WrestleMania um, through multiple Chair Shot shows through the Babyface Heel podcast, Chair Shot Radio, and of course, this show, the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you all so much for listening, or if you're watching this on YouTube through the Chair Shot YouTube page, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I always greatly appreciate uh, anyone who listens and watches the show. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, if you are listening to this through one of the many uh, podcast streaming platforms like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, you subscribe, rate, and review. So that way you get notifications every time a new episode drops. You can leave a five-star rating and a review. Let us know your thoughts on the show, what you think, what you like, what you don't like, all of that kind of stuff. Go ahead and do that. Don't forget to visit thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, sports entertainment, and sports and entertainment. Go ahead and follow us on social media at the hashtag Miranda, at ChairShotGreg, at ChairShotMedia. Go ahead and do all of those things. And don't forget to support your local independent wrestling promotions by going to their shows, buying their merch, following them on social media. There's things that you can do that don't cost a dime. But make sure you support independent wrestling because that is the lifeblood of wrestling. That And sometimes it's all we got. When you don't like what you see on Monday Night Raw or on AEW or on Impact or MLW or Ring of Honor, whatever it may be, you always have your local independent wrestling promotions. So for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the greatest sports entertainment spectacular of all time. Welcome to WrestleMania! Hey folks, BC Tony here. Make sure you're checking out Mania Madness every Friday afternoon on TheChairShot.com. Christopher Platt and a rotating list of guests go through every WrestleMania one six-pack at a time. Check it out every Friday only on the ChairShot Radio Network. Wild card, bitches! TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.